Welcome to the 28th episode of Let's Conquer Books. Ray Dalio in his book Principle said, it is far more common for people to allow ego to stand in the way of learning. In this episode, I talk about three books that prove how your life is not that bad as you think it is, even though you might have had bad parents, a bad childhood, or dealing with an unfair circumstance. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Alexander the Great Reader, and this is a podcast where we read, study lessons, and build your inner power, because the next level we will reach does not tolerate cowards. This episode is inspired by a thought I had after reading books about people who go through hardships and they survive these hardships and they somehow thrive in these hardships. I think reading books like that on people's lives is important because it helps you have empathy empathy for others, understand that others are going through hard times. It also helps you yourself not think that you have it the worst or you have it so bad. Disclaimer is there might be people who have it worse than the three people I'm going to mention in this episode. And if that's you, you know, I, I don't know what to say. But the majority of people have, have not gone through what these three people have gone through. The first book is about how your parents are not that bad. Parents, they have a big impact in our lives, in your lives. There's a book called A Child Called It by David Pilzer. And his mom was just, oof. It's a real good book, but very hard to swallow, very hard to read, very vivid. So the mom starved this kid. He wouldn't let him eat with his family because, yeah, he did have brothers and a father. But the mom wouldn't let him eat for something. He had something against David. So he wouldn't let him eat. So he would have to steal food from school. And the school would get upset that he was doing this. He was stealing other kids' lunches. And his mom saw him not losing too much weight. And she knew something was up. So the school kind of reached out to the mother and said, hey. Or, or he got caught. And then the mother found out. And she just kept hating him and beating him. She would even throw the leftovers of the food in the garbage, knowing that he was starving and, and threatened him to not eat that, that food. And he was so afraid of his mother that he wouldn't even touch that food. He described a, a time where he got stabbed in the stomach by his mother. She was really drunk and she attacked him one day and stabbed him. And he even didn't go to the hospital because his mom didn't want to deal with, you know, <clears throat> explaining what happened and then I think it was in his school nurse saw what happened and that he fell and it was all an accident craziness I remember reading it he his mother put him in the bathroom with ammonia she would like put a bucket of it in there and he would have to breathe this stuff and he would just feel he would describe his eyes feeling like he's gonna pop out his he felt like throwing up. He couldn't feel it. Man, it's just torture. And she would leave him in there and he wouldn't let him out. I remember how he burned his arm on the stove. 
I remember the incident of him throwing up and his mother making him eat his own throw up. And I think he threw up because he made his mom eat either like spoiled food or I actually think it was dog poop. And he threw up and his mom got upset him eat his own vomit. Craziness. This is what this little kid went through. So his mom was the worst part of his experience with his parents. His father, you know, he always wanted to help, but he was scared of the mother. He didn't want to get into screaming matches and altercations with her. And he he hated what that what his wife was doing to David, you know. So he decided to leave. He just left the home. He said, I can't take this no more. And become a drunk. And he was a fireman. His dad looked up to him. But he always felt hurt that his dad never tried to help him. And just left him there in that situation. So it's good to know that there's others out there. That, you know, are have gone through what... Are, um, gone through what you've gone through. This book, you know, the publisher mentioned that it gets 10 letters a day of people expressing that this book is my life, which is sad. 10 people a day sending letters like, wow, this book is happening to me. So you can use the book to overcome having bad parents. You know, David sold millions of copies of books, become an author. That's crazy for a kid that went through what he went through with his parents. He ended up joining the Air Force, which is not one of the easier branches to join. It was always a dream of his, and he worked really hard. He became a father, a really good father, and wasn't nothing like the father he had, and made sure nothing happened to him. He got married the second time. The first one was hard for him because he was still going through a lot. The second one actually helped him write the book, and I think he's still married. So he overcame that troubling experience he had with his parents, as well as anyone else who goes through that or feels that they have bad parents. You don't have it that bad. The next book is about how your childhood is not that bad. So your childhood impacts your life greatly. The book I'm going to use for this is A Long Way Gone by Ishmael Bea. He was a child that was born and raised in Sierra Leone. They had a lot of civil war tension going on there. So the rebels attacked his village when he was 12 and he had to run away. It happened on a spur moment. So he was separated from his family. He was a little bit with his brother and they kept going through different villages, surviving. I remember him talking about burning his feet he was he had he had shoes and they were walking on a very hot day and i think they were walking on sand and he had no skin on the bottom of his feet and he could feel the sand and he was crying all night there was times that they were entered villages and they would get captured and the vill- the people of that village accused them of being spies or they were there to tell the rebels or infiltrate. So they feared that these kids were here to bring trouble and they had to defend themselves. And there was times that they they were very close to being killed. They had to steal food. They were always hungry, stealing food from other villagers. When they come into a village, they sneak around and steal food. He eventually got caught by rebels and they turned him into a soldier. They trained him to kill people. So he actually killed a lot of people. And he watched people getting killed. He watched kids with knives stab the hell out of people, cut people's heads off. He described watching 
mothers having sex with their sons. That, to me, that was like, whoa, that's crazy thought. Watching women get raped in front of their family. I can, I, I have a wife, I have a, a daughter. I can't imagine that happening. That's just a crazy childhood. They, the rebels use the tactic of, of addicting the little kids on drugs. They use amphetamines, brown brown, which is a mixture of cocaine and gunpowder and marijuana. So Ishmael got addicted to those things. So now he's a drug addict. So there's others out there that are going through this. They can use this book to inspire them, to help them get out of what they're getting out of. Examples, everything that's going on in Syria and Libya, places where it's just chaos. Use this book to overcome having a bad childhood. Ishmael was able to sell millions of books. He, ado he was adopted and moved to the U.S., he actually got a degree, you know, his childhood, he wasn't in school, he was killing people, he was running away to other villages, and he ended up getting a degree in political science. Now he's a human rights activist, who would have thought? Having a childhood like that, you would never think anything good is going to come out of your life. So use this to inspire you that my childhood wasn't that bad, and I can overcome the things that happened to me in my childhood and do great things. Last book, it's about how unfair circumstances are not, how your unfair circumstances are not that bad. Because unfair circumstances impact your life. If you're a slave, if your family dies in a car accident, if you go to jail unwrongly, things like that. But I'm going to use Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl for this example. Because he was a professor of neurology and psychiatry at the University of Vienna Medical School. Eventually became the director of, Vienna, of the Vienna Neurological Polyclinic. And this was the time when Journey invaded Vienna. So now he became a prisoner of war in the, in the Auschwitz concentration camp. That's unfair. He didn't do anything. He's in these high-level position as a professor, now a director, and all of a sudden, his life changed, this circumstance that the Nazis want to take over the world. So now he's in these concentration camps. You know, he's seen thousands, if not millions of people dying. Tons of co-workers he works with, because he was working on a railroad, they would die of starvation, died of being tired. If they weren't producing, they would be thrown into the gas chambers. Family members were being separated and he knew they were going to die because he knew they couldn't survive what was about to happen. Friends he made in the camp while he was there could just tell they were going to die and he would, he would see them get picked to go to the gas chambers. He had to go through all this. He had to work in some extreme conditions. I remember him. He was working on railroads during the winter snow and he, he didn't have shoes. Or he had shoes but no socks and very little comfort and cushion and protection so he would describe how his feet fell and his hands fell and he really didn't have a cold he was out there in a shirt trying to work hard he had malnutrition they would give him very little food or he would go long periods of time with no food and working really hard 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 straining jobs he actually i remember in the beginning lost his life work he when they took him he was trying to hide a lot of his no or i don't know if he 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 took him with him and they took him away from him or, or he wasn't able to grab him. But all his life work was in notebooks and he, was, he wasn't able 
to salvage that. So all his life work was just gone. Imagine that. Very unfair. So he overcame these unfair circumstances. I don't know if you're going through unfair circumstances or you know others. But it's probably not that bad as what Frank Victor Frankl went through. You know, and he used that situation to create like new fields of psychiatry, a new mindset to give these patients a meaning of life. He analyzed why he was there, what people go through surfing different stages of suffering and their mindsets. You know, he survived. Millions of people were killed. He survived. Millions of copies sold of this book. It's a book that to this day is always being mentioned and praised. He won dozens of awards has dozens of honorary doctor degrees. He did a lot with his life, even though he went through his unfair circumstance. And you can do too. So use Victor Frankl's book to encourage you, even though you're going through something unfair, to do great things. So the action for this episode is start reading books about people who have overcome hardships and been through hardships. Use those books to encourage you to overcome hardships. You know, tell yourself, if they can do it, so can I. Or, if you're not going through something as bad as them, say, I don't have it that bad as they did. What am I sitting here depressed? Why am I sitting here complaining? And use that to snap you out and get right into it. Whatever you're trying to achieve. I want to thank all the listeners, you, my listeners, for over 1,500 plays and downloads. Thank you. It encouraged me to keep going. I have changed my reading challenge. It's 140 books this year now. And I've read 102 books so far. Hope you're doing good and hope you're exceeding your con- your expectations. So let's connect on Twitter, Instagram. Spend lots of time on Instagram. Most of my time on Instagram. A little bit on Facebook. All the links are in the description. Reach out to me, please. I'm looking for ideas for shows, people to interview. If you're just like reading books, let's let's talk. Let's create an interview, and we'll post it. Or people I should interview, or you could connect me with some other book lovers. Catch you on the next one. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or any other platform that has podcasts so you don't miss the next episode where I talk about the 12 rules for reading, which is a play off Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life and Add Adult to Chaos.